we have a very important topic for you today, and that is all around beneficiary designations, the different types of accounts that have beneficiaries, the, dip, the accounts that you may not know about that you can add beneficiaries to, how they work, the, this phrase called per stirpes, per capita, you really want to understand those. So it's a very power-packed, quick episode with a ton of value. Yeah, I think that uh, this is one of the most important things when it comes to somebody's overall planning process, and yet it gets overlooked a lot of the time. Or maybe they don't even know some of the things that they can do. We talk in this episode about some of the tax considerations, because that can be a very big as aspect of this as well. We do cover a lot. Uh, we uh, want you to know that we have a blog written on this as well. So if you're on a walk, on a drive, and you don't have a way to take notes, go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page, and we've got a blog article on beneficiary designations. Also, if you listen to this and you think, man, I'd love to be able to have a conversation with Merce and Raiden or either one of them about this topic, then go to the website, click on the, the button at the top right-hand corner that is called Schedule Call, and then you'll see our calendar come up. You can get a 15-minute, no-obligation, complimentary phone call. We're glad to be able to do that for you. One final thing before we get into the episode. If you're listening to us on the website, that's great, but you'll see a big subscribe button. You can then go to iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google, whatever it might be, subscribe to us. That way you're going to get all the, the episodes. They'll be pushed out to you as soon as they come out. And we just also would love to know that uh, you're getting all those episodes. And if you have anything you'd like to write or give us a five-star rating, we'd love to have that as well. But before we get into this episode, we got to do a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome, everyone, to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. We are certainly happy to have you with us uh, to talk about a topic that we deal with all the time, and that is uh, beneficiaries, uh, beneficiary designations. How do I do it? Um, uh, is there a reason to not do it? Is there a reason as to how to do it? And we've got a lot of different topics that we're going to discuss or subtopics around this idea of beneficiaries. Um, but First of all, I just wanted to talk about this for a second, and I'll let Merce speak on it. What types of accounts would you say, Merce, that people say absolutely they're they're? It's almost a requirement to have a beneficiary. Yeah, so almost required is going to be your your four hundred one ks, your IRA accounts. So so your retirement type accounts, four hundred one ks, four hundred three bs, four fifty sevens, IRAs, Roth accounts, those, uh, and also life insurance. Those. Are, it's almost by default that you're going to be entering in a beneficiary uh, to those. And and just a quick point on what a beneficiary is, uh, you know, it's it's going to be what, who you assign while you are living to receive the the benefits of what is in that account. 
uh, after you pass. And then and it really comes down, you can break it into a primary and a contingent beneficiary. And we can talk about that too. But basically your retirement accounts are going to be uh, the ones that are the most common that everyone hears about. I, make sure you have your beneficiaries in place with that with those accounts. But also there's a, a plethora of other types of accounts out there that you really want to have beneficiaries. In our eyes, you want to have beneficiaries on every single account that allows beneficiaries. Um, so, but the most common are going to be your retirement accounts. Yeah. So those other accounts that Merce is talking about would be your brokerage account, your bank account, all of those you can add beneficiaries to. Sometimes it might be called something different like transfer on death. But when you do that, it just avoids them having to go through any kind of probate with those accounts. It just goes directly to the beneficiary. So let's talk, you, you mentioned a term there, Merce, a couple of terms, and I want to make sure people understand it primary and contingent. So what does that mean? Well, on all the accounts, basically, that you're going to want to, to name a primary beneficiary. So let's just walk through an example. Let's say that you are married, um, and so you want to name your spouse as the primary beneficiary. Well, why would you want to name anybody below the spouse? Like what that would be called a contingent beneficiary. Well, there are instances that could occur where Either you forget or some tragic event occurred where you and your spouse uh, both passed at the same time. A car wreck uh, could be an example of that. And if you don't have somebody named, it then goes to your estate and you don't want that. We'll talk about that a little bit more as to why. So if the spouse is not there, they will, they will, then the, the funds will go to the contingent beneficiaries. Now you can name as many beneficiaries as you want. Uh, you just need to put a percentage as to what you want them to get. So let's pretend that your contingents, you had 10 beneficiaries and you want them all to get equal. Then you can just say 10% per beneficiary and they'll all get uh, their, their 10% of whatever the balance is. If the, if you do not have a contingent named as the beneficiary and it goes to your estate, then your estate, if it's an IRA or a 401k is going to have to pay all the taxes right then lump sum and that's going to be a higher tax rate than if the beneficiary were to inherit that money and be able to, to do that in a, in a different format. Um, but now let's talk a little bit about, though, how we can do some titling so that it the money can move in the way we want. And I'm going to have Merce talk about two designations that you can put behind the beneficiary's name. And by doing that, it will it will make a difference as how the money is distributed. Yeah, so the the two main designations that you can attach to your beneficiaries are what's called per capita and per stirpes. And I'll spell it out for you. And Raiden will tell you that we've got a blog as well that's going to have this listed out. But a lot of times people just don't know that word stirpes. But it's so per capita is uh, P E R C A P I T A, and then per stirpes is P E R S T I R P E S. So the big difference between those two, if you go with the per capita mindset, and that that's kind of the default on beneficiaries, uh, and it's what you think of. So let's say you have, um, let's say you have two beneficiaries to make it very simple. You have two primary beneficiaries, and you have them split up as fifty percent to one, fifty percent to person number two. And in the event that person number one is not around when you when you have passed, well. The per capita says now person number two, primary beneficiary number two is going to get uh, 100% of, of what the account is. So originally it was going to go 50-50, but that one beneficiary is no, no longer there to receive the funds. 
So all of the money, 100%, their share is going to go over into person number two. So it's kind of just moving it across the levels of who you have listed as primary. Same deal. If you have four beneficiaries and one is not there, then the three remaining beneficiaries will get the, the one person's share and they'll be split evenly. Um, so that's per capita. Just think about it as being split even or split amongst the, the line of who you have listed as uh, primary beneficiaries. Per stirpes is something that can be very powerful and very useful, um, and, and but you really need to understand it. Uh, per stirpes is instead of going across the line, it's actually going down that person's lineage. So <clears throat> take the event again, you've got two primary beneficiaries listed, and now you have them listed as per stirpes and not as per capita. And let's say person A is no longer around to receive the funds when you pass. Instead of it going to the pri the second the, the the primary beneficiary, like in the per capita example, it'll actually go down that person's lineage uh, to the next heir. So that could be that person's uh, son or daughter, or if they have multiple kids, it could go down to all of the kids split evenly. So let's say that primary beneficiary um, has passed and they had uh, two kids that survived them. Well, it'll per, if you're using persterpes, it'll automatically go down to those two kids and they'll get 50, a 50-50 split of what that primary was supposed to get. And so the beauty of persterpes is that it, it allows you to kind of cover all the bases in, in a way of making sure that uh, the lineage is taken care of versus one person getting everything because someone is not around to inherit. So it, it, the big the big way to remember it is per capita is going to go across as far as who is listed and per stirpes is going to go down the lineage as far as who is listed if someone is not there to inherit the funds. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah. And I think the other thing that I appreciate and like about that per stirpes, because sometimes uh, when we're talking with somebody, they say, well, yeah, but what if I have another grandchild that, that is born? Um, well, if I've got per stirpes there, I don't have to worry about naming them. Uh, when they're born, they automatically become a part of that uh, beneficiary designation. So if you name your, let's just say you name your son as the contingent beneficiary. So you have your spouse as the primary, your son or daughter or children as contingents, and you put persterpes behind their name, then you don't have to ever worry about the grandchildren. They're, they're automatically there because that lineage, like Merced is, is going. Now, let me just tell you why I think it's so important that you have a contingent and even the persterpes language for grandchildren, I'd like to walk you through this scenario. So let's say that I uh, pass away and I leave a sizable amount of money that's particularly, in this case, in an IRA or 401k. And I also am leaving some money that's non-401k IRA money. And it goes to my son or daughter. And let's say that they are very good income earners. 
Well, if they take it out in their tax bracket, they're going to pay a very high tax rate because they're already making very good money. Well, it, what they could do if we've named the, the, the persterpes so that the grandchildren are there, and the, it, this does not work if they're not even having that pers persterpes language or them listed, but then that person could basically disclaim their inheritance, any percentage of it, and have it go down to your grandchildren. Why would they do that? Well, if the grandchildren are, are at a lower tax bracket, then they can pull those funds out of the IRA or 401k that they inherited at a much lower tax rate than if the, the son or daughter did it. So sometimes people don't know that. And so what will happen is the son or daughter will take the money out. They'll pay their tax rate, and then they'll go give the money to their children. And, it, and that just doesn't make sense when it comes to a tax planning. So you want that language there so that, that we have tax options. By the way, this, is, this is, can be done at the time. This is not something that's got to be planned ahead of time as to whether or not you're going to disclaim or not. But the beneficiaries have to be listed. If you have any questions about that, we're glad to assist you in that way, if at all possible, uh, if, if in order to help you um, when it comes to that. One little caveat I'm going to say that and Merce and I believe in doing beneficiary reviews every single year. Why? Why do we do a beneficiary review every single year? Because we forget. We forget sometimes how we had our beneficiaries. I'll tell you a quick story uh, that is a true story, but a person uh, got a divorce. Uh, they didn't go through beneficiary review on all their accounts. They thought they had updated all of their accounts and life insurance to their new spouse, but they had missed an account. And the ex-spouse is the one who received those funds. Now, there is no way, to, there's nothing in law that says, wait a minute, it should be assumed that it's the new spouse. Absolutely not. If you name that beneficiary there, they will get it. They will get it. Uh, and there's no argument about it. There's no court system that's going to, that, to change it because the beneficiary form is a very powerful form. Another thing just to keep in mind is that you can name charities as beneficiaries. So let's say that you say, hey, if my spouse is not here, then I want it to go to a charity or at least some part of it. I could name a charity as a beneficiary. So there's lots of different tools that I have within the within the realm of a beneficiary designation. So we just want to make sure that we go through it. We have a checklist to make sure that we've made sure that everything is in place and we haven't forgotten anything. Uh, anything else, Merce, as far as that goes? No, I mean, I think the bottom line here is uh, a couple of things. One is make sure you have beneficiaries in place for all accounts possible. So more than just your retirement accounts and life insurance. And, you know, be always be making uh, annual reviews to those because life changes, things happen and, and beneficiaries come into the come into the mix and they go out of the mix. So let's make sure we're staying up to date on those. And by the way, it's very easy to make changes to your beneficiaries as well. A lot of the platforms today are allowing you to do to do it online. So it's as simple as logging into your IRA account and making the change online. Otherwise, it's a simple form um, that you can get from from the custodian that holds the funds. So the process is very easy. What happens in life is that we we just procrastinate and we neglect it and then we forget about it. And the next thing we know, we've got an estate planning issue and we don't like seeing those. So uh, the beneficiary is a very, very powerful thing. The deal is, is that you've, you, you, you worked hard, you saved money and you want to make sure it goes to the people that you want after you're not there to give it to them. Yes. And uh, if you really want to just go all out and be the best at this whole scenario, another one little added feature that you can do that we think is really, really powerful is basically make a list of all of your accounts uh, as to where they are, uh, 
So, so if you've got some at Charles Schwab, some at TD Ameritrade, some life insurance policy, make a list of all those uh, so that whoever the beneficiaries are, uh, they'll know where to go look. Because if you don't have them listed, uh, they're not going to know maybe about some of those accounts. Uh, we, we've we heard of cases many times where somebody didn't realize there was a life insurance policy or they didn't forgot there was an IRA somewhere. In, and it might not have been a major one, but a few thousand dollars is a few thousand dollars. And we want to make sure that they know exactly where it's at. So we encourage have all of those listed uh, because that can be a, a, a very powerful tool to a beneficiary trying to figure out where all the accounts are. We hope this has been beneficial. We, Like Merce said earlier, we will have a blog on our blog page written on this topic of beneficiaries. Just go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. If you have questions and you think, man, I'd love to understand this a little bit better, then go to the top right-hand corner. Click on the button that says schedule call. You'll see our our uh, calendar come up. You can schedule a 15-minute, no obligation, complimentary phone call. We're glad to walk you through this, uh, maybe walk you through uh, some of these checklists as far as what you want to consider when it comes to beneficiaries. We hope you, uh, you have a great week. We'll talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.